Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome to episode three of Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Yay. <laughs> yay. That's what I do at story time. So I'm just you have to say, yay. yay. Good job. <laughs> Thank applaud. you. Excellent. So what's on our agenda today, Becky? Well, we are going to talk about, it's October, and we're going to talk about all the cool stuff we have coming up at the library. There's so much we probably, well, you've got a long list. We'll probably get it all. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, not just in October, but for the rest of this year. So we're going to be pretty busy. Oh, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about Halloween. Yay. I've got some questions for you about Halloween. Great. I have some questions, too. Whoa. And we're also going to talk about a reading challenge a little bit more, too. Right. Um, And the one that we picked for this time is the autobiography or memoir. Celebrity memoir. That's what it was. Yeah. So there you go. So you're in for a treat. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Elizabeth, yes. will you start us off by letting us know what's coming up at the library? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have so much going on. Um, in addition to our regular story times and Rainbow Club and Teen Night. So we have some special um, Halloween, spooky, october themed Teen Nights coming up next Tuesday. What day is that? Um, why do you ask me the harder questions? <laughs> October. Next Tuesday, October 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a Telltale Heart Escape Room. That will be exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. And then the week after that, we're decorating pumpkins. We're doing carving. Oh, very nice. So um, you're going to probably be in the auditorium for that one. (laughs) For the floor. I mean, probably. Okay. I don't know. I know at my house, um, it, the cleanup takes longer than the actual carving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, there is a ton going on. And in addition to the regularly uh, scheduled programs, we have um, some exciting things happening. Um, Becky has a Harry Potter Alliance coming up in a week and a half or so. Yes. And if you don't know what that is, I am sure she'd be glad to tell us. Sure. So a Harry Potter Alliance is an international organization that we are still forming our own branch of chapter of. It uses the Harry Potter universe as kind of like a springboard for doing good works in your own community. Um, And what we're doing, we're meeting every other Saturday, is planning a huge library Yule Ball, which will take place on December 11th. So if you'd like to come and be a part of that celebration, help plan it, design craft activities, stuff like that, we'll be doing that at Harry Potter Alliance. That is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So in um, during the week of uh, October 15th through the 21st, I will actually be gone. And Where Becky will be having a special guest. I am going to the Washington Library Association Conference where we are presenting a session on building your own small business hub. Great. Yeah, it's exciting. We're also going to be sitting on a panel that is about Washington Libraries' work. 
work and how to get people in touch with workforce development in your oh, community. So you're going to be talking about like the collaborations you've been doing with uh, WorkSource. Exactly, stuff. exactly. And how you can do it in your own library. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so um, while Elizabeth is going to be gone, she's sitting in her minion. <laughs> My minion. Her minion. <laughs> Daniel minion. <laughs> Daniel, and, and we'll, we have some special conversations planned. <laughs> going to be very exciting hold on date yeah we're excited yeah and then in the last two weeks of october we have uh northwest voices presentation on the 24th yeah, that's the kickoff for this mm-hmm. season of northwest voices it is and it's robert michael pyle um and he has presented at northwest voices in the past mm-hmm. so if you've had the opportunity to see him and enjoyed him come on out again and if you haven't come enjoy him for the first time yeah it's really interesting so he's talked before about his like nature writing or his travel writing and um this time he'll be talking about his first novel which mm-hmm. was just published a couple months ago on october 25th we are having speaking of workforce development mm-hmm. we have another hiring event so if you're looking for a job and would like to have the opportunity to fill out an application and have an interview on the spot you can join us between noon and three on the 25th and WorkSource will be hosting another hiring event and then october 27th october 27th we're having a special story time at the library with god Someone picked up a flyer at the desk today and said, oh, she's back. Yes. <laughs> um, so Goddess is a local drag queen who's going to be doing a Halloween story time at 11 o'clock on Saturday the 27th. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be downstairs in the auditorium. Awesome. And then the big event for October is on the 30th. The biggest event of the year. Big time. Little Monster Mash. October 30th. That's Tuesday, 6 to 7.30. The whole family. We're going to have a dance party, donut races, costume contests, crafts, treats, games. You name it. So much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wear your costume. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My son is dressing up. What's he coming as? He's going to be the Phantom of the Opera. I was going to start singing, but... <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I stopped. Good job. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to control these these natural inclinations. <laughs> so you say Phantom of the Opera, and I... No. Uh, totally derailed. <laughs> conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's October in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> November is looking quite active as well, so make sure you're paying attention to all of the activities coming. So, um, I also wanted to mention some, there's a lot of cool Halloween stuff that happens around the county. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things from our partners. Youth and Family Link is having a fall family night next Tuesday, October 23rd, 6.30 till 8. Um, Highlands Neighborhood Association is having, this is, I think, a first annual pumpkin festival down at Archie Anderson Park Saturday, October 27th also, and that's in the afternoon, 2 to 6. And Longview Downtowners, which it includes the library, yes, are having a trick-or-treat Saturday, October 27th, 2 to 4. And I also wanted to plug to What's Up Cowlitz County's Facebook page, because they're really good, especially in October, about listing all like the family events that are happening in Longview and Kelso. Absolutely. And there are so many things going on that it's a great time for everybody to get out and about and see what we have in our great little community. Yeah, especially with this summer, like fall. Right. <laughs> that we're having, it's like 80 <laughs> degrees or something. That's yeah. weird. 
Oh, it's fantastic. My pokey walks are amazing. I, yeah, I still have tomatoes growing. It's funny because I had so many tomatoes growing that I just gave up on them and they continue to grow, but I pretend like they're not growing anymore. <laughs> I'm still getting tomatoes. I gave up on my cucumbers. Oh, you did? Okay. I was out picking tomatoes earlier today uh-huh. and I was like, there's new cucumbers. cucumbers. Yeah, I had the same thing. I actually bundled I them up like I was going to rip them out of the ground <laughs> because I'm just done yeah. with picking them. <laughs> I don't need any more cucumbers. I'm done. Yeah, I think off that one plant that I planted, I got at least 30 cucumbers. So we're tired of cucumbers and tomatoes. <laughs> we love them, In but... <laughs> oh, there's also something on Monday the 15th. Hopefully we'll be able to be quick about getting the info out, but there's a um, veteran stand down that's happening between uh, 10 and I think it's 3 um, yeah. in Kelso. It's where veterans and their families can go learn about different services that are available to them, sign up for different programs. And to that same topic, uh, the library is going to be hosting a Veterans Resource Open House in November on the 13th. So keep uh, your eyes open for that. We're going to hopefully be able to invite veterans and their families in to learn not just about library programming, but programming around the community that's specifically going to target veteran needs. All right. So what uh, what have you been up to? What's happened recently? Let's see. I actually, not last Saturday, but the Saturday before, I took my son, who is 10, to Portland to see the Wild Kratts live. How was that? <laughs> that was amazing. So, who are the Wild Kratts? Those are the Kratt brothers. Okay. Martin and Chris. Sure. And um, I don't know if your kids watched them um, back in the day, uh, but my older kids, who are uh, 17 and 19, watched them when they were little, and then my son picked watching them up uh, later and they were very young men when they were making their shows back then and it was um, interesting to see because they have gotten older sure and it was um, very fun to see these men who are now gray haired <laughs> middle-aged running around after their creatures it was pretty <laughs> awesome Axel Axel said they're older than I expected them to be yeah, those videos you've been watching <laughs> exactly exactly the cartoons they don't show it <laughs> forever young yeah but it was fantastic because um my sister brought her kids over and so her two oldest and then my um son we all drove to portland and then caught the, the max train and took the train into the keller auditorium oh, mm-hmm. so it was a bit of an adventure that's the way to do it yeah so hard for to sure find parking there. it is and on a saturday you never know so yeah but that's what we did what have you been up to um i also went to portland for an event what was it uh, this weekend i went with a friend and we saw the color purple musical Ooh. at the armory and it was um it was wonderful it's very emotional as you can imagine yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it was great and then we decided that we enjoyed it so much we're gonna just see as many places as we can absolutely and immediately bought tickets to see dream girls which is gonna be here um at the columbia theater in november absolutely and also don't forget that if you have longview public library cards you can actually check out tickets to some of these programs that are available in our community we currently have tickets to the stageworks production and also center stage over at LCC and you can call the library and ask 
ask about those. But we have a new batch of cards that are going out on the 24th of October. So, And that new batch includes Dream Girls, right? It does, indeed. I'm really excited. Well, actually, I think Dream Girls already went out. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it includes the next ones that are coming in January, which also oh, okay. includes, like, the Nutcracker and, oh, yeah. yeah. So, getting more holiday. Fun. Yeah. But, you know, with your library cards, you can check out two tickets to one of these plays for free. Pretty good benefit. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Free is a great deal. <laughs> so what else? Um, let's see. On Teen Tuesday, last Tuesday, um, we had a horror book discussion, which was pretty fun. I had read Frankenstein over the weekend, which I'd never read before. I like that book. And it's... then Im- immediately read The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein, which is a new YA. I haven't heard of that it's... even just out. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's a retelling of the story from Elizabeth's point of view. Point of view. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. And I was glad I had read Frankenstein before I read that one because turns out main idea of what the Frankenstein story is comes from the movie Young Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> not the book. And it's just totally different. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was like, hey, this isn't like this at all. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Matilda is in a class right now and and they had to do um, some Frankenstein paper of yeah. some sort. She so read, I feel like she read Frankenstein like a couple of years ago. She did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. And then now it's part of class. And so she had to read it again. And we actually went um, LCC hosts. They did host broadcasts at the Rose Center of plays from London. Oh, cool. Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. played Frankenstein and in a play in London. And they showed the um, filming of it at LCC. So we went and saw that, and it was amazing. It was really spectacular. So if you get a chance to go look at one of those rebroadcasts, totally worth it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that just makes me think about how I should fill in my reading challenge with Frankenstein as my um, book that's been turned into a stage play or musical. Oh, absolutely. And that, if you get the opportunity to see that, it was really cool. I don't remember the other actor's name because um, he's a stage actor, not a television right. actor or movie actor. And um, what they did is for the first half of the play, or for the first part of the play, one of them was Frankenstein and the other was the doctor. And then for the second half of the play, they switched. So the other guy was now Frankenstein and the other one was the doctor. And so you saw both of their takes on being that different character. And it was pretty compelling. And it was frightening in parts. Blowing wind. It was scary. <laughs> Definitely worthwhile. All right. I'll look that up. See if maybe we have it at the left. Maybe. I don't know. And I don't even know if LCC is still doing those rebroadcasts, but they were amazing. So if you do see it, I would I would definitely go watch it. We also um, went and saw Peter Pan. Oh, so do you want to talk about the reading challenge? Since I oh, yeah. slightly segued into that. <laughs> hey. Yeah, where's my list? Here it is. Thank you. Yeah. So um, we thought this week we would talk about the category. A celebrity memoir. A celebrity memoir. Right. So I read Neil. Patrick Harris choose your own autobiography <laughs> which was actually I listened to it so um, it was fun mm-hmm. and it was um, clever and f- funny in parts and then I just lost interest 
fantastic. It went, went so, so one thing I probably ought to explain is that I'm not the best fan in the world. <laughs> I don't do fandoms at all. So, so you know, being interested in a celebrity life is pretty hard for me. So I'm pretty glad I even made it through the whole book. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so about halfway through, I started like, okay, this is getting old. I'm tired of listening about this person's life. And then I did finish the whole thing, um, but not as enthusiastically as starting it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I also listened to mine, which mm-hmm. I think if you're going to read a book a famous person wrote, you might as well listen to them. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is that it is the actual right. person reading that story. So it, it does add a little bit of authenticity mm-hmm. to it. So. Um, so I listened to Rob Lowe's memoir, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, which was his first one. And I think he wrote a second, like a follow Does that mean you're his friend? Yeah. So nice. I've heard all these stories. Although he is so, um, Rob Lowe's like scandalous young lifestyle happened like in my infancy. Right. <laughs> so um, he doesn't like come out and like say, you know, oh, this. I have a scandalous Yeah, past. he doesn't like talk about what the scandal is he just uh, like alludes to it and i didn't know what he was alluding to so i had to like look it up i was like oh that's hilarious you had to do some history lesson (laughs) i know him from like parks and recreation right kind of the west wing that's hilarious um yeah and he said i really liked it i feel like that's probably one of the books i've read this year that's just really stuck with me oh that's funny i know yeah think about roblo all the time yeah he um spends a lot of that book talking about the outsiders and making the outsiders um so i reread the outsiders after i finished his book mm-hmm. and the version so when they made the outsiders they filmed it just like the book and then in post-production it was like cut all to pieces oh my gosh so that um what's his face i was gonna say the pretty one but they're all very pretty <laughs> Matt Dillon. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Dillon could be like more of the star of the movie. They um, cut it. They reshot a bunch of scenes. And then Rob Lowe talks about going to see the movie and like hardly being in it at all. Oh, my God. And then a, a few years ago, Francis Ford Coppola went back to the movie and recut it back to how um, the novel goes. And it's, the version is called the complete novel of the movie. And he like redid the soundtrack, which still is terrible. <laughs> and so I watched that version, which uh-huh. I hadn't seen before. I watched the original when I was like a teenager and it wasn't good I don't think The Outsiders holds up as a movie the book does yeah Um, but I would be really into watching like a remake I don't normally like encourage people to remake right I'm not like oh they should redo that redo that that one yeah but I really think that if they redid The Outsiders it could be really good I feel like the movie was too soapy I also Um, don't normally say things are too soapy yeah it's kind of your thing isn't it (laughs) it just seemed very cartoonish to me and um, it was just the 50th anniversary of the book last year maybe the year before Mm -hmm. yeah well and I think you know if Becky didn't give me this you can challenge I wouldn't read any of these things more than likely (laughs) so it's it's good I mean it's making me yeah and and you know it's okay that I get them all done in the first couple of months because (laughs) I wouldn't have read them anyway so it's all right yeah you're doing great yeah (laughs) thanks you're welcome 
And I really recommend that Rob Lowe book. I do recommend that that Neil Patrick Harris book. And I think that reading or listening to it was pretty fun because you could hear him talking about his life. But, you know, you got a fast forward button on that bad voice that you might end up using it. Get on with it. In the Rob Lowe's book, he tells like a lot of stories like, oh, I met this kid at the beach. And then, you know, it just happened to be, uh-huh. you know, some famous person. Right. It was yeah. Emilio Estevez. Right. Well, and, and I mean, I really, really don't care to be anybody's fan. So it's really hard for me to get into those kinds of things. Isn't that sad? I don't care. I just give me something good to read. I feel like I would never have described myself as a fan of Rob Lowe. But maybe uh, I am. You could be now. Now I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I almost too right when I was reading that they, he was like touring for his like one man show oh. um, and he was going to be in Portland and I was like do I want to go to this? That's hilarious. You are a fan uh, now. I didn't. I didn't go. You didn't go but you thought, about, thought about, it. about it. So we have so many books that we've read. What what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. We should talk about a Western. I picked a Louis L'Amour for my Western. I have a lot of these like at home in a pile. Mm-hmm. I just haven't read them yet. So if you pick one that we haven't done yet, I mean, that I haven't read it, I could certainly read it by the next time we talk. We could. So how about our book that takes place in Mexico? Have you done that yet? Nope. Okay. I have it at home, though. Perfect. I read my book in Spanish. Ooh. Ooh. la da I know. Well. Hmm. Pretentious. It's um, <laughs> really fancy. <laughs> yeah. It took a place in Mexico, though, so fit a bill. So we'll do that one. Great. Super. What are you reading right now? Oh, no. I forgot the name of the book I'm reading right now. It's got a raven on the front, and it's a... F- Is it a Poe book? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I did read The Raven earlier today. That's funny. Yeah, and I'm embarrassed now that I can't remember the name of this book that I'm oh, reading. It'll come to you. Um, what are you reading? I'm still reading my Radical Candor. Oh, still on Yeah. That. Well, it's interesting because um, I think I told you that I'm reading the two leadership books at the mm-hmm. same time. And I was walking by the high demand shelf and there was another one there. And, and I, like a grown-up, put it back on the shelf because two's enough. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Self-control. I'm full of it. Books, I'd be like, I could do another one. Yeah. Well, you can't read them and I am taking notes out of both of them. Yeah. So it's more like homework than it is sure. pleasure. <laughs> Homework's not pleasure. The books are good though. I'm actually enjoying them. I think that I mean part of part of what we do with the library is provide um, a little bit of guidance for people. So I think it's always good to to read up on how do you do that better. Yeah, for sure. And I like to be bossy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> You're one to talk. <laughs> um, anyways, I have some fun questions for you about books and stuff. Okay. And also um, other things. Um, what's your favorite horror book? You know, I was thinking about that and I go back to teenage years reading Stephen King books. I think any of those, you know, Pet Cemetery scared the crud out of me. I think I've told you this oh my before gosh. that I read Pet Cemetery when I was in the fourth grade. Oh, right. Which I wouldn't necessarily recommend. But <laughs> Not I feel that like one, I remember <laughs> things that happened in that yeah. book way better than like the book I'm currently reading. I can't remember what it's called. Right. So, and they're still scary. Yeah. I mean, like thinking about it. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit upset. As 
cemetery has definitely stayed with you. Yeah. Well, and then the gypsy curses that make the man shrink away to nothing, they're all scary. Maybe it's just horror that sticks with me more. There was another book I read when I was in elementary school that was for kids mm-hmm. called Time Windows. Mm, I don't know that one. Um, it's so good. I should buy a copy. I reread it a few years ago and it held up perfectly right. for my 10 year old memory. But it's about this girl who moves with her parents to like out of New York City or whatever to the country. Okay. And this like kind of run down big old house. And in the attic, she finds this um, dollhouse. That's the exact replica of the house that she's living in. I think in. you'd tell me about yeah, this one. Yeah, because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And when she looks in the windows, she can see like past the past and like the different families that used to live in the house. And there's this like thread of kind of abuse um, that happens. And then there's like a mystery for her to uncover. One of the books that was really scary for me was No Country for Old Men. Oh, I haven't read that. That book. I mean, it's not even a, it's not a horror book. Right. But it's scary. Isn't that like a Western? Uh, Scary (laughs) is what it is. (laughs) And, and I have never seen the movie. We get back to that thing Mm -hmm. because that book was super duper scary. And, and I'm okay. I don't, I don't need to see that. That guy was frightening, man. And um, the Dexter books. Oh, I liked those, but then those were grown up. Those were things I read as a grown up, not as a kid. But those were those were a bit frightening as well. But I saw the. I think I told you that I started watching the show, and until it veered completely off the path of the books, I was on it. And then oh. it it veered so far off the books that I was like, okay, I'm done. I've seen. I feel like maybe one episode of yeah. Dexter. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I was looking at. Hey, I'd like to read a scary book, and then I start remembering. Maybe I don't want to read a scary book. Maybe I don't want that. Yeah, my um, book club, my non-library book club, are doing scary books, and we're all just kind of doing our own. And I already read two, like I talked about earlier. Uh-huh. But I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I keep collecting lists of scary books uh-huh. on the off chance that one will jump up. You know, and it seems like now the the books I'm reading are are not outright just scary you know meant to scare you books but they are psychological and mm-hmm. so they're pretty darn scary and then you think about the people who may have inspired these books and that is pretty scary also I read Behind Her Eyes did you read yes. that one? yeah really? <laughs> really? yeah uh, just when you think you got that book figured out <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> like what? yeah uh-uh. no I recommend that book you know and that book was pretty quick too to read it wasn't it wasn't one that bogged you down for a long time so and that was actually on my reading talent list because it was body part yeah yeah good job thanks (laughs) yeah so i have a question and this is all about your monster mash okay what are you gonna be for halloween i am going as mrs what's it mrs what's it from a wrinkle in time right but uh, played by reese witherspoon oh well the new version (laughs) yeah the recent movie. Um, I have a like a long red-haired wig that I ordered, um, and it's. I checked the tracking today is in San Francisco. Woohoo! So I'm mostly like I sat there watching this movie, and we. I think I already talked about this like last episode or something. Um, but I was like, these are amazing wigs. Right. <laughs> you didn't gonna, talk about the wigs. Oh, <laughs> the wigs are amazing. <laughs> how can I dress as them? Their costumes are very involved. I don't know. Uh, so I picked kind of like the easiest one. Nice. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's funny. What are you going to be for Halloween? You know what? I'm going to be driving my son to Monster Mash. So and, I haven't put uh, any thought outfit? into that. Nothing has occurred to me yet. So unless it occurs to me in the next week and a half, I'll be coming as carpool. Mom. <laughs> yeah. So my next question. Remember, this is all about Halloween. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Trick-or-treating Halloween candy. Not... Not just, I'm a grown-up. I can go buy a bag of this on my own. Like, if I buy a bag mm-hmm. of Halloween candy... To give out, yeah. I'll pick out, like, the Almond Joys. Really? Yeah. Wow. I feel like anymore, things like Too Sweet. You don't see a lot of Almond Joys anymore. You can if you buy the right bag of candy. No, I mean, when the kids come back with their loot from their trick-or-treating, oh. you just don't see a lot of oh. them in, in their stuff. You see Snickers and Twix. Do you like and, Snickers? Yeah. And Twix. Yeah. And Kit Kats. And you see Kit Kats and, and at our house house we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters because we live on a, sure. a county road that has no street lights and so people don't just wander over yeah. but uh it's funny though i feel kind of bad because the neighbors go all out and they put tons of decorations and then we get like two kids oh. it was nice for them when my three kids would show yeah. up and be like oh my gosh look like at all the kids exactly candy. they tell the kids take as much as you want and the kids little eyeballs grow 10 inches definitely when i was a kid my favorite Halloween candy was like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, I think those are too sweet for me anymore. Yeah, yeah, those are those are um, a staple at my house. Yeah, everybody seems to like those. And the the other thing is um, at my house, you can't really buy Halloween early. Sure. You have to wait until really really close because otherwise you're buying it again anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not even nobody even pretends anymore. You know if Dwight buys candy early. He's That's not for Halloween. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Do you remember those old Reese's peanut butter cup commercials? Where it'd be like the vampire like takes a bite of the cup and like sucks all the peanut butter. Right. Cup. I don't remember that. I remember a lot of them where you've got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Oh. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. I remember those. I think it was like there's so many ways to eat a Reese's. Yeah. That's I think their yeah. call. Yeah. Their tagline. So, um, what is the craziest costume you've done that you can remember? The craziest costume? I don't know. I can tell you. I feel like I've never done anything super crazy. Yeah. Well, think in terms of, you know, how much effort you put into. Something that you put a lot of effort into. It doesn't have to be a crazy costume, but it took you crazy time to make it. One of my most memorable costumes. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. When I was in middle school, so my grandparents had a couple of sets of costumes that my grandma had made and she's short and my grandpa is tall and so they were like cute things like well whatever um and one of them was she had made him like a jolly green giant oh, costume funny. and mm-hmm. she had a little sprout costume uh-huh. and when i was in uh, middle school i wore that sprout costume uh-huh. to school uh-huh. and for the costume contest and stuff and i won <laughs> because people thought i was dressed as a jolly green giant and they're like that's hilarious because <laughs> you're short yeah. um but that was fun there was one time when i was in middle school probably that you know you at that point you're kind of too old to be dressing up for Halloween. What? I mean, t- kind of too old for trick or treating. 
I know. I had to put together a costume immediately. And I was like, I what am I going to do? So I took out a great big piece of cardboard and I cut it into a circle and I drew chocolate chips on it. And I put little, you know, sleeves to hold it up. <laughs> and I went as a chocolate That's chip cute. cookie. But the hardest, the costume that I spent the most time on, mm-hmm. it was a it was a double thing because a friend of mine, we decided to go trick-or-treating as adults, right? Downtown Tempe when I was going to ASU, right? So he was going to be a nun. And so we had to actually sew him a habit. Uh-huh. So we did that. And I went as the solar system. So I took a bowler hat okay. and painted it yellow and then suspended with wire uh-huh. the solar system off of my head. And so walking around downtown Tempe with that on my head, trying to avoid individuals who might not have been in their right mind was fun. Fun. Yeah, but that was that was the most time I ever spent on a costume of my own. Mm-hmm. We did Lydia up as Pippi Longstocking one year. Oh, oh my cool. gosh, that was fun because we put wire in her mm-hmm. hair and then braided around it yeah. and then bent it up. I think the most time I've spent on a costume, and it wasn't for Halloween, it was for information school prom. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. <laughs> and it was like a masquerade themed prom. And my right. friend Kat and I went as a party of peacocks and I was like, hey, I'll just sew us some dresses. Right. And it took like way longer than hey, I, I'll just sew us some dresses. Whip some dresses out. Um, That's easy. And then I made us like little like sashes with like, you know, like a train essentially. (laughs) And then we did like fun peacock eye makeup. It was a really good costume. Yeah. I think later for Halloween. Oh, nice. Very nice. I was involved. I stayed up all night doing it. Well, and the all nighter I had in library school. That's hilarious. (laughs) So if you could dress up as a a historical figure, who do you think you'd dress up as? Um, I don't know, like Marie Antoinette. Annette. Oh, that's a lot. Like something with a huge dress and a yeah, giant wig. Lots of powder. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I was thinking, I, I don't know that I want to wear that many clothes. So I was thinking more in terms of um, probably uh, a male <laughs> outfit as opposed to a female outfit. Uh-huh. Yeah, But from the same era, probably. Just less. That's well, too much. men then also wore lots of clothes. But not like that. And socks and wigs. And yeah, powder. but not hoops and... Yeah. Corsets. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. That's too much for me to make, though. I guess I could buy something. I've never... I was talking about this to somebody at the library yesterday about how I don't think I've ever bought, like, a pre-made... We have for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, because Axel wanted to be a ninja every year for several years in a row, and so we just got a ninja costume and we wore it several years in a row. For kids, they play dress-up all year, so you have them for all year. As a matter of fact, the dress-up box at the library is now full of Axel's old costumes. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, they last for a long time. Mm. Now, at my house, it's a little bit different though because every memorial day we have a right. themed mm-hmm. um reunion so we have some wacky costumes at my house. and we even like at the library news services there's usually at least two but sometimes more three at least three but often more uh occasions to wear a costume <laughs> at work so it's like now we're thinking like what do we need for halloween and the monster mash but also like what are we going to wear for yule ball and yule what are we ball wear right for long con right um, Unfortunately, they're distinct enough that you get different costumes. You don't. Oh yeah, and that's fun. Oh. Anything else? No, not 
more than I can think of. I think that I'm super duper excited about next week and going to Yakima. And hey, when do you hear that in a sentence? <laughs> super excited. About Are you going to get um, some apples? Um, That's the place to go, right? It is the place to go. Yeah. I don't know. They might still have them. I'm sure it's usually they do. September. Yeah, but everything is so late this year. Well, they could. Oh my gosh, man. We got tamales one time from our tamale people, our, our tamale source. <laughs> And they got uh, jalapenos from Yakima. Uh They were so hot that I had to remove them from the tamales to be able to eat them. It was insane hot. So probably won't be getting some jalapenos while I'm there. Must say no, no to the jalapeno. Did you want any any surprises from Yakima? Yeah. Okay. I'm all, I'm of course going to um, hit the library loot pile, yeah. so I can just never have enough pens Magnets. and notepads. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. If I see anything awesome, I'll bring it. Well, anything else awesome? <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I think. Uh... <laughs> That's as good a stopping place as any. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll put a little bookmark in this <laughs> episode. Yes, definitely. Check it in. Yeah, and I'll be back uh, next time with special guest Daniel Minion. And uh, we'll be talking about horror films from the late 90s. Teen horror films. That's be very specific. That's like Scream. Oh, that's right. I know what you did last summer. Final Destination. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. <laughs> I imagine so. All right. Well, then I am Elizabeth Partridge from the Longview Public Library. And I'm Becky Standall. And this has been Your Shelf or Mine. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and Your Shelf or Mine.